Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27 of Future Flicks with Billiam. It's the week of foreign films, controversy, and final chapters. Five out of the eight movies this week are foreign, so you know what this means? This could be a very short episode, as my knowledge of foreign movies is woefully limited. What will my pick be? Stay tuned and find out. It's the week of January 27th, and this is Future Flicks. All right, everyone, welcome. I'm back. If you follow the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page, you'll know why I didn't release an episode last week, but I've been wondering, would it really matter to any of you if I release an episode after Friday? I try to get each episode out on Wednesday, sometimes Thursday if I'm running late, but if it comes to Friday and I'm not done, then I skip that week. So would a late podcast really matter to anyone? I'd really appreciate your feedback. So please respond in the usual ways. You can find my contact information in the show notes. And I'll always say it at the end of the podcast when I do my housekeeping. Also, for those of you who have rated me on iTunes, thank you. I I recently downloaded it on my new computer and thought I would look myself up. And I would call you out by your usernames and say thank you, but I'm not sure if that's kosher to do so or not. So for all of you who rated Future Flicks and for those uh, of you who commented, thank you. Truly, thank you. I'm just some nerd who loves movies and who records a podcast in his room. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because it, it means a lot knowing that people listen. I also noticed I was certified with clean lyrics. Uh, so I guess all the beeps don't count. So whoever's in charge of the clean lyrics thing, thank you. And with that, my friends, it is time for the news. Master of segues right here. According to the rap, Kenya Barris, the creator of Blackish, is going to remake White Men Can't Jump. No! Stop it! Why remake this movie? Why? Stop it, Kenya Barris. You are doing the world a disservice. Come up with something original. There have to be a million different original ideas out there. Why this? In a sad news, actor Miguel Ferreira has died. Any good nerd would know him from Robocop as Robocop's creator. Uh, He was also on TV shows like Crossing Jordan and the abomination known as NCIS Los Angeles. Of course, that's not his fault. You know, he just wanted to act and make money and it was a job. Uh, He passed away at the age of 61 from throat cancer. Last week saw Silence and Live by Night, my two picks for the week of the 13th, in low, low spots. Live by Night was in the 11th spot and Silence was in the 16th spot. Looks like not enough people listen to this podcast if my recommendations didn't sway any hearts. Hidden Figures topped the box office last week and from what I hear, it is amazing. So that definitely deserves to be the top spot. I just believe that that um, Silence and Live by Night should have been higher up. Especially higher than Bye Bye Man, which came in number six or, or five. One, one of those single digit numbers. In other news, Amy Adams's Janice Joplin biopic is dead in the water. This according to Collider. I had no idea there was even one in the works or in talks at least. Uh, but I guess it's going to be it's going to be dead for now. Of course, there's always movies that are coming back from the script graveyard so we'll see we'll we'll see if this one ever gets made or not because Janis Joplin is an American music icon only time will tell if Amy Adams is going to star in a biopic or if later someone will pick it up and put someone else in it according to Lucasfilm they say they have no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher in future Star Wars flicks I tip my hat to Lucasfilm a very classy move there 
There are other good ways you can just not have Leia in the Star Wars movies. So good job there. I say tip my hat, but I'm really wearing an inflatable crown. So so a tip of the inflatable crown to them. Good job. All right, folks, before I get into the first movie, I just want to say that I'm going to discuss the controversy surrounding this first movie, as well as everything I know as of the 22nd when I recorded this. If new information has come out since then, feel free to let me know by leaving a comment, but please know that I wasn't aware of any new information, anything past the 22nd, at the time of the recording. So here we go. The first movie this week is A Dog's Purpose. A dog tries to find his purpose in life, and he does so over the course of several lifetimes. Uh, let me talk about the, the usual who's in it and who's working on it before I step into the controversy. This stars Britt Robertson from Tomorrowland, Dennis Quaid from Frequency, Logan Miller from Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, and the voice of Josh Gad from Frozen. This is directed by Lasse Hallstrom, who directed Chocolat and Hachi, and how fitting is the guy who has done these movies, now two dog movies, is named Lassie. And also how fitting is that that the dogs die in his movies and he directed a movie called Chocolate, which kills dogs. This was f***ing meant to be. This son of a was destined to direct this movie. This is based off a book by W. Bruce Cameron. Why doesn't he use his first name? It's probably stupid. So from now on, I'll just make something up. So wanker Bruce Cameron writes books about dogs that tend to get good reviews. But remember, dog people probably read books about dogs and they love almost anything dog related. So Wang Chung Bruce Cameron has found his niche. Good for him. All right, let's talk about the controversy. So last week on Reddit, I saw this post about boycotting the movie because there was animal abuse. A video showed a dog not wanting to get in the water and someone just says throw it in anyway. The video cuts and then shows the dog in the water without saying what happened during the lack of time. And I have to admit, I was on the bandwagon at first. I was like, yes, f this movie. They abuse an animal. They don't deserve to, to make any money. Let's boycott it. But then there's some things you have to remember first. I had to t take time to step back to actually review all the evidence. And I think that's what everyone should do before just blindly jumping to conclusions after reading a headline and watching a video. Let's talk about a few things. So TMZ broke this story and that should have been a red flag right away. Those D-bags are clickbait whores. The title of their article implied that the dog was thrown into the water, but in the article, they say that they don't know whether dog, the dog was thrown in or if it was okay with going in itself. So they were creating the narrative they wanted to, the clickbait article they wanted, without any solid proof, and people ate it up just like people always do. And I'm guilty of this too. I am. So I'm not trying to sound like I'm better than you. Uh, I have fallen victim to clickbait articles too. Not even clickbait, just the headlines. These, these headlines and just reading that going, oh, well, f*** this. I'm against this without reading the whole article. So it's something I've tried to stop doing because I want to be an informed reader. But let's move on with this story. These red flags aren't proof against the supposed abuse. They are just signs that people should have stopped to think before jumping to conclusions. But unfortunately, it's too late. People already did. I almost did, and other people have done so and are still doing so. A dog's purpose has been found guilty in the court of public opinion, and unfortunately, the public is stupid. It's okay to be passionate about something, and if it is abuse that was proven, then sure, boycott the hell out of this movie. I will join you. But please try and keep a cool head about these things and actually read an article before coming to a decision. 
Uh, from the looks of things right now, this is speculation. It looks like someone has it out for the movie for some weird reason and wants to sabotage it. The video is edited with a time jump between when the trainer gives up trying to put the dog in the water and then when the dog is actually in the water. Sources on set say that in the second part of the video, the dog got into the water willingly. And when the dog's head goes underwater in the video that you can uh, you can see, then the handlers rush to help because that's what they're there for. They're there to help the dog with these scenes. It also looks fishy because of how long this person waited before leaking this video. The video of the animal or supposed animal abuse is from 2015. And guess what, folks? It's 2017 now. So this troll waited two years? Two years to put this video out. Let's face it, this person is a troll. They don't really care about the animal safety because if they did, this would have leaked the day the week, or hell, even the month this happened. It's not like the public would have gone, oh, this movie doesn't release for another two years. We don't care about this animal abuse. Go kick that dog some more. That was not going to happen. Stories like this outrage people. It doesn't matter when the, the material that they're recording for was going to be released. It could be released in thir the year 3030, but if a dog's being hurt now, people are going to care now. Whoever released this video had an agenda. So please keep an open mind about this story. If you hear people talking about it, already judging it, please just let them know if they're even the kind of person you want to talk to, that is. Just let them know that there's no actual proof yet. Once something has been proven, then we either riot or it's okay. But unfortunately for a dog's purpose, no matter what the case is, this movie loses. Let me finish this up quickly by talking about the movie for just a little bit. Uh, if it wasn't for the controversy, I wouldn't have much to say about this. This looks like an uninspired feel-good flick that was made only because it was a safe bet for a family drama. Even if there wasn't any controversy, I wouldn't have seen this because I've seen it before. True, the reincarnated dog is a new aspect, but that's it. Everything else has been done before, and this movie is too by the numbers and tired to be of any good to anyone. A dog's purpose, controversy or no controversy, gets a 5 out of 11. Alright, movie lovers, let's streamline some foreign flicks before we get into the meat of this podcast and my pick of the week. The next movie is Raiz. A charming and cruel bootlegger finds his business challenged by a tough cop while his heart gets captured by a beautiful woman. Now, this is a Hindi movie, and I think I may have been using the term Bollywood too freely in my podcasts. I'll still try and study it to find out if there's any real difference between the terms Hindi cinema and Bollywood, so stay tuned for the riveting conclusion of Bollywatch 2017. I feel bad for having such short foreign film segments, but I'd rather keep these short because I don't have much to back up what I say instead of just making it up. You know the drill here, so let's power through it. Blah blah blah. This looks interesting. Blah blah blah. Some inappropriate reference to my genitalia. Blah blah blah. I want to, but probably won't see this. The end. <laughs> All right. It's kind of funny how I said I feel bad that I can't talk more about these movies, and then I go and do that shit right back there. But uh, there it is. Arais is a beautiful mix of crime drama, action movie, and romance, and it's almost like they made this movie to plead with me. Billiam, please watch a Bollywood movie. You'll be converted. Slumdog Millionaire doesn't count. But like I just said, this may be a movie that interests me, but the chance that I'll see it, or any of you will see it for that matter, is slimmer than shady. Rice gets a 6.5 out of 11. Next up on our list of foreign flicks is Kung Fu Yoga. 
A Chinese archaeology professor teams up with an Indian professor to locate a lost treasure. This stars Jackie Chan, and that's all you need to know. This movie is Kung Fu meets Bollywood, and that's also all you need to know. Okay, so now it's truly all you need to know. This is going to be a limited release, so you know what? You just make a note. You make a note that Jackie Chan is doing a kung fu movie with a Bollywood twist, and you should totally check it out at home, because you're not going to get a chance to see this in theaters unless you happen to live in an area that plays a lot of Indian cinema. This may be a Jackie Chan movie, but it's not an American Jackie Chan movie, so that's why it's not going to get a wide release. When the rumored Rush Hour 4 and Shanghai Dawn movies come out, they will. And it's a shame, because kung fu movie fans know that his best work is in China. Is this going to be as good as his older Chinese movies? Probably not, but it's going to be fun. So remember that note. Remember the note I asked you to make. Use it as a reminder to keep an eye out for this on streaming or DVD Blu-ray. It will be worth a watch, just not in theaters. Unless unless one of the theaters around you gets it, in which case it could be worth a watch. It could be worth going out for a night with your friends, drinking, and seeing a fun movie. Kung Fu Yoga gets a 7 out of 11. The next movie in our foreign flicks segment. Wow, that's why I should name it foreign flicks it's a good idea me good job me thank you thank you for your praise (laughs) next up in the foreign flicks segment is the daughter a man returns home for his father's wedding and discovers a terrible family secret his attempts to right the wrong threatens the lives of his family and those involved this has quite a cast this has jeffrey rush from the movie shine sam neill from jurassic park Paul Schneider from Water for Elephants, Miranda Odo from Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Anna Torv from Fringe, and Nicholas Hope from Scooby-Doo, the the live-action movie, of course. This is an Australian movie that first hit the festival circuit back in June of 2015 and is only now coming to America. And I really want to learn more about the movie festival circuit because why do they do this? Do you have to keep a movie from having a wide release in order for it to be festival eligible? Uh, This movie is based off a play by Norwegian playwright Henrik Ibsen and was adapted for the screen and directed by Simon Stone, an Australian actor and director. This has some favorable reviews, with air quotes, which means it's getting okay reviews, but they want to sugarcoat it. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 85%, but we know we can't trust those a**ats. This looks interesting, but unless you have a wicked boner for indie films, you can probably just wait for this. It looks good, looks like it's full of good performances, but it's extremely passable in theaters. The Daughter gets a 7.5 out of 11. You know what? I forgot all about the break. So let's take a break. Let's pause Foreign Flicks for a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio, and I will be right back because I need another beer. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. 
Good journey, nerds. And we're back. You know what I haven't done in a while? I haven't told you what I'm drinking. Tonight, it's an Anderson Valley Briny Melon Ghost. I believe it's Ghost, G-O-S-E. Because if it was Goose, it'd be G-O-O-S-E. That's how you do it, right? I think. I haven't had that much drink yet. But uh, that is my refreshment for the night. But let's get on with the movies. Let's get on with foreign flicks. With un padre, no tan padre. When Don Servando Viegas gets expelled from his retirement home, his youngest son takes him in and the old man finds out how his son is really living. The hard way. Uh, This is a Mexican film, if you weren't able to guess. I could tell you who's in it and who directed it and who wrote it, but unless you're a Mexican cinema aficionado, you won't know these people. So if you're interested, you can look it up, just like all the other foreign movies I've talked about so far. Uh, I could have sworn that I knew the name Hector Bonilla, who plays Don Servando Viegas, a name I love saying. Don Servando Viegas. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic name. I could have sworn I knew the name Hector Bonilla, but... I looked at his IMDb page and nothing jumped out at me. So maybe I saw him in an episode of TV somewhere and I just couldn't spot it on his IMDb. Anyway, this looks funny, but let's be honest. Unless you're like me and live near a city with a huge Mexican population and you're interested, which I'm not quite interested enough, then you won't see this movie as good as it looks. It looks like a comedy, kind of a a clashing of two generations, like an, an older traditional gentleman and his young son, who's more free-loving. And you know what? You know what this reminds me of? It's the 60s. Oh, my God. Or 70s. Free love? That was 70s, right? Whatever. It was before my time. It's old people time. But anyway, this is what it looks like. It looks like an old man who has more conservative views living with his younger son, who is kind of a freak. Not freak as in, oh, that guy's a freak. It's all negative. But freak as in he does freaky stuff in bed. That That's what I'm guessing. Um... <laughs> This looks interesting. It looks funny. It looks warm. It looks honest. But it also looks like something I will have no chance to see. This doesn't look like the amazing me movie Ito Mama Tambien was. So it's nothing that I'm going to highly suggest you see. So Un Padre No Tan Padre gets a 6.5 out of 11. Let's finish up foreign flicks. Let's finish it up with a movie called The Salesman. Rana and Imad must find a new place to live after their home collapses and are able to find one so they both can continue rehearsing for Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. One night when Imad is rehearsing, a man forces his way into their home, believing Rana is the prostitute that used to live there. Imad becomes obsessed with the need to find the man who hurt his wife. This is an Iranian film that has won awards at Cannes and is up for an Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. This looks like it has some amazing performances in it with a mostly original idea. Uh, It looks beautifully shot. But again, you're probably not going to see this movie unless you really, really want to see an Oscar-nominated foreign film. And I do believe there's time for that. I do believe there is. I believe everyone should just look through the the best foreign films, not just Oscar contenders, but what grossed really well in America, or even some of the classic films from different country, and check out foreign cinema. There's some really good stuff out there. There's stuff that you may really like, or worst case scenario, you stream something, you're like, no, this isn't really for me, and then you move on. The American distribution of this movie is being handled by Amazon, so there's a chance it could eventually be up for rental on Amazon, or even free for streaming if you have Prime. So keep your eye out for that. It could be worth a watch if you want to watch a dark and potentially depressing foreign film. 
And of course, you, everyone has Prime. Who At this point, who doesn't have Prime? If you, if you buy stuff on Amazon, you do. Some of my friends don't because they don't buy enough. But if you do, it's, it's a really good investment. This segment not brought to you by Amazon. They're not throwing any money at me. Uh, the only time that Amazon really doesn't deliver is if your name is Critter and you really wanted some uh, some good Ghostbusters box set goodness, uh, then it's not going to deliver. Then you can get like Super Prime <laughs> and you still won't get what you want. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm really sorry. It's a really cool box set. But you know what? Don't give up. Don't you dare give up. I should start a hashtag just like I did for Ecto Drought. I'll think of something clever and then I'll tweet it. So stay tuned for that. But it's just like Critter said on the Somewhat Nerdy podcast, or Somewhat Nerdy radio podcast, sorry, and and the Watch Your Mouth podcast, it's Amazon. They could really, really screw up, and what else are you going to do? You can't, there's no one else. Uh, But let's move on, folks. Let's finish this up. We have two more movies and only one pick. So what's my pick? I'll tell you what it isn't. And that's Resident Evil, the final chapter. Taking place three weeks after Resident Evil Retribution, Alice returns to Raccoon City where Umbrella is gathering for a final strike against the survivors of the apocalypse. This stars Mila Jokovic from The Fifth Element, Ali Larder from Heroes, and Sean Roberts from, well, Resident Evil. I'm so torn about this movie. The Resident Evil franchise has always been fun, but I'm but I've almost never cared enough to watch him in theaters. I saw the first one in theaters, and I saw the fourth one in theaters. That's it. Uh, I, I enjoyed them when I saw them. I really did. I sat, I sat through the movie. I'm like, wow, I liked this. This was fun. Stupid, but fun. They were dumb, over-the-top action movies with mediocre, bordering on good CG, but I never went out of my way to see them, even though at the end, when I'm done with it, when the credits are rolling, I am happy I saw it. That being said, this is a notable movie this week because I think it's going to be more fun than my pick. My pick is going to be the better movie out of the two, but this one is going to be the one that's going to be more enjoyable. Mindless popcorn flicks are great. Uh, My friend Dan at at work gives me He used to be a movie critic for a local newspaper, and and at work he'll tell me, Wild Bill, you know what? I saw the great movie the other day. You'd you'd hate it. There's no superheroes or zombies or n- and nothing blew up. But but he's just teasing because he knows the truth. These Oscar-worthy movies with mind-blowing performances are great, but you know what? A dumb fun movie is just as great because it's pure entertainment. He loves these stupid movies too. I tease him for being old and crotchety. He teases me for being young and into all this stuff. I'll say, hey, Dan, you know, you know what a great movie was? Was a Waltz with Bashir. He's like, Wild Bill, what are you doing watching that movie? That was a really good movie. Nothing, nothing like you'd like. I tried to get him on the show, but I don't think I can try and bleep out that many swear words. I think it'd be too hard. <laughs> um, that's why the, the fact that these movies are so enjoyable is why there's a big place for movies like Resident Evil. And at the same time, an equally big place for movies like Silence from two weeks back. In an episode of the Watch Your Mouth podcast, in the Dan's Arcade segment, they said that no one should put the word final in a movie title because that's a good way to make sure it's not going to be the final movie. I have the same feeling about this one. It'll be the final one until some money-grubbing company decides they want to dust off the Resident Evil name and try and get more money out of it. This movie looks like they've already squeezed the last bit of juice from this particular lemon, The movie feels forced, so I think they're going to blow their load with this one and not have anything left for another one. 
will I watch it? Of course I'm going to watch this movie. I will definitely watch this movie. Just at home. Just in the comfort of my own home. One of my problems with this franchise is how removed from the source material it is. They should have never called it Resident Evil and just made some zombie movie. And I use sarcastic air quotes because let's face it, these aren't zombie movies anymore. These are action horror with subcategory horror because they're not even scary. They're just entertaining. I know I sound really scattered on this one, but that just reflects how I feel about this franchise. I enjoy these movies when I watch them, but I do not feel the need to see them in theaters unless a group of my friends are going to go see it, and then I'll tag along. I'm going to, I'll buy the complete collection once it comes out to own, but for now, I'm going to skip this movie. But you, you, my dear friends, you may like this. This may be up your alley. Like I said, it's going to be more fun than my pick, so maybe this is the movie for you. Resident Evil, the final chapter, gets a 6.5 out of 11. And finally, folks... It is time for my pick of the week. And that movie is gold. A businessman teams up with a geologist to find gold deep in the jungles of Indonesia. When they find gold, they find it may be more trouble than it's worth. This stars Matthew McConaughey from The Lincoln Lawyer, Edgar Ramirez from the Point Break remake, Bryce Dallas Howard from Jurassic World, Bruce Greenwood from Star Trek, and Corey Stoll from Ant-Man. I'd considered making Resident Evil my pick despite my lack of interest just because it looks like more fun. And Gold has been getting mixed reviews, but the more I thought about it, the more a couple things came to mind. First, I couldn't make a movie my pick unless I was at least a little excited about it. And second, fuck what critics think. This movie looks like its plot balances somewhere between politics, crime, and business. And you know what? Those are three very similar things. That is a topical joke right there. Uh, this is going to have Matthew McConaughey's stylized delivery and amazing charm while he delivers fast-talking lines like Aaron Sorkin's Wet Dream. This is supposed to be loosely based on a true story, but not the kind of true story that you should actually care about, like The Big Short or Spotlight or even Eddie the Eagle. This is the kind of movie that we didn't even have to know was based on a true story. Some dude finds gold and is theoretically rich. Now he has to get the gold out without a bunch of people wanting a part of the action or wanting him dead. Just because this is my pick doesn't mean it's going to be some mind-blowing movie. I just want you to remember this. I think that it's going to be the best movie of the week, but I don't think it's going to win any awards. This looks funny and entertaining, and I look forward to this movie seeing it one day, but I kind of look at it like I do Jersey Boys. It's going to be good. I'll be glad I saw it, but I won't care enough to watch it again. This is this is probably going to be a one-time movie. Uh, the actors in this movie are great, and we already know them. We know that they're going to do good. They're going to do good work. They're reliable. Uh, Edgar Ramirez is the only one I'm not certain about, but everyone else is great. Check out the trailer. Let me know what you think. This may be a week where I don't see a movie, just because my pick really doesn't interest me enough to get my butt into a theater. But what about you? This could be a week you see a movie. Do any of these interest you? Eight movies this week. It's a busy movie week, but kind of slow at the same time, just because there's not a lot coming out. But let's finish this up. Gold gets a 7.5 out of 11. Well, future fans, because I've decided that is your new name, your future fans, because it sounds pretty cool. 
Let's wrap this up with some housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. Need to reach me? Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy site or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm Billiam, S-W-N. Email me, billiamreviews at gmail.com. Instagram? Untapped? Check the show notes for those. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Square Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And always be sure to catch the Watch Your Mouth podcast, everyone's favorite swearity. Don't forget to check the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off. I'll see you in the future.